Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Thursday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is May 18th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, we are back. We're rolling. This is the PGA, and I, I don't know what to call the beautiful boy anymore. He may, might not. The shine might be off the beautiful boy. He's no longer a thick boy. What, what do we call <laughs> Bryson boy now? We will call him the thick boy in perpetuity. Patuity. I think the name has Oily stuck. Boy. He is what he is. <laughs> Oily boy. Somebody shared an old image. I think it was NLU. <laughs> and it was uh, Oily. I almost responded, Oily boy. What's going on there? Um, yeah, he, he was back. Good to see him. Kind of opposite ends of the spectrum with Kazuki Higa lighting it up early in the morning. Oh, that and was, then you had, that uh, was amazing. Higa. That was the most exhilarating part of the day when Higa just went nuts. Higa. Higa hours in the morning. That's what we're calling it. Higa hours. Did you see he uh, he played his practice rounds with two full sets of irons? I did not see this. Just getting like dialed in or whatever, trying to calibrate which one. Full sets, apparently, according to, I think it was the European Tour posted that. So Kazuki Higa, that's your Kazuki Higa segment of the of the uh, podcast. A good, uh, good first round. It's still ongoing. As we speak, we had the two-hour frost delay this morning. Um, this has got a this has got so, a really long shelf life. This episode, so we figured we seven minutes. We, we're not going to talk about a lot. Let me get. Let's just banter. Let's move around. Um, I got around Wednesday on a Thursday. We are not on the ground. We are kind of ramping up for LA. Kind of wish I was there, even though it was chilly, chillier. Can we um, talk about something? Yeah, we can. We can talk about the golf any, course. Yeah, Jeff Corcoran deserves so much credit. Stick. The place is playing like it's like mid-September and it hasn't rained in months in in May. I mean, it's insane. It's I really cannot great. like watching this. I just cannot. I don't think enough praise could be showered about how great of shape the golf course is in for mid-May. It's extraordinary. This is it's out of this like world what the accomplishment, the level of accomplishment that everybody involved with the uh, setup and not really the setup, more of the agronomy of the golf course. What it's just a feat, an unbelievable feat, what they were able to achieve. Why is this, that? Uh, I mean, when neither of us are, are professionals in this regard, but generally you think of, uh, you know, a Northeast, you know, I, it, maybe it's less soupy than 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 August, right? When you know it's going to be humid and you know it's going to have had a lot of rain or, or potential for rain. What happened here? They just did an awesome job. But you expect early spring or or kind of spring to still be pretty soft coming out of a, a New England a Northeast winter. But it's just remarkable. I don't know. It's magic, and it is it's crazy. I mean, the golf. I I couldn't imagine a, the golf course playing much better than it did today. Like it's unbelievable. 
So it started with Damon, like Joel Damon, on like the first T, or I forget if it was one or ten. I, I think it was one. One. It was um, one. And the just bounced fifteen feet in the air. And you're like, oh my god, was that just like a fluke? It hit like a weird spot, but it just kept going all day, and it was fantastic. I mean, you had Cam Smith hitting into six. That's from a long range, like rocketing off the turf. So hit the gala eighteen, bouncing like you know. 12 feet in the air going hitting into 18 like it ha- kept happening and what it what it forced you to do was on some of these lawn par threes or uh lawn iron shots in like it's real it's a real challenge you it's it's what is your trajectory obviously it can't be super high on some of these lawn iron shots but you're watching like jt i think it was um 11 like lands it like 230 and runs to 260 like he barely lands it on uh, over the bunker and it runs out to the very back of the green because he hit it lower uh rory's a little on top of him and it doesn't run at all because he hits it higher like just really really good to watch it seems like we could be in line to keep it more or less this way there's there's some rain in the forecast that won't maybe maybe take some of it out of it but uh this this was fantastic to watch really from the first from the first jump, of course, conditioning that is. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I was kind of, um, I was lukewarm on this golf course. I was not like I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not like over. I don't think this is like a spectacular golf course. But I will say, in the conditions that is being presented in right now, it's a spectacular championship golf course. The test is is sublime. It's so hard. I mean, it's hard to hit the fairways. I I always will say I'd rather have a little bit more space in the fairways. But I mean, the presentation is just elevating this golf course to a level that I don't. You know, it. Listen, like architecture and and presentation and agronomy work in in concert. Yeah. And this is just um, the architecture is only as good as as the firmness and the and the ability and the golf course is shining because of how great of shape it's in. So off the top, that had to be, that's like the biggest takeaway I have from the first day beyond, you know, we're one quarter into the basketball game here. Uh, so, you know, the results are going to change a bunch, but what a job. If you were to believe Bryson, we're, we're at the end of the game and he's completed a five-year journey and he's done. He's, he's re- completely rejuvenated himself based off of 18 holes. Uh, is there anything I, we subscribe to the Friday newsletter. We're putting a lot of like, I don't know, interesting observations, insights, reporting, things like that in, in that newsletter. I don't want to use all our ammo. We got four more days, three more days to do this. Was there anything specific to Thursday? about the course that you liked, didn't like, a, a whole, I should say. We've already talked about conditioning. Is there something that you thought was really cool to see in action in the actual championship? I mean, I, I thought uh, 14 sucked for a number of reasons. I was going to write that for the newsletter. I just ended up being 500 words on Bryson, so I, I left it. I wasn't... I, I You have a little more expertise than me on this. I'm a, I, I think I've gotten more knowledge, but... I didn't get it. It got better, though. I'll say this. When they were doing Michael Block, Walk and Talk, he was playing with Taylor Pendrith, and I forget who else. And they Blockheads. Are you yeah, a blockhead? I am now. He was great. That's the best PGA Club Pro integration into this tournament, this championship they've ever done. It, was, it added so much. He was really insightful. Now you need somebody good on the other end 
you know, you didn't need a dial tone. And he was he was excellent giving that kind of perspective. We're all blockheads. He was excellent. But like 14 looked a little better there with Pendrith hit one kind of uh, onto the front edge of the green. I forget whoever the third guy. In Ryan the Harmon got it on. It was the first one to get it on. Yeah. Yeah. And then whoever was Beat the third guy, guy. Third guy in that Beat group. Dreddy guy. The first guy uh, to get on the 14th. Group. Hit it too far right and it fell off the right side. He got it over the. But that, that hole kind of sucked in the morning. Everybody intentionally trying to throw it in the bunker. And like that's not indicative of a great sort of strategy or design. Garrett Morrison, uh, you know, he he was the voice of reason in, in our company Slack. Uh, he said, "Let's let's wait and see with a with a new pin position. Yep. So maybe when they move it up, maybe it's a different strategy, which would be cool." But I, you know, I wasn't very impressed with this hole when I when I saw it in the fall. I thought it was pretty dull. I thought this would be exactly what they would do. I don't think it's going to change with a, a different hole location, but we'll, we'll see. It's just too, you know, if you present these guys with sand, that's just where they're going to want to hit it every time. <laughs> like, I mean, it's uh, another it's a wall of sand in yeah. front of there. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, um, and the other aspect of it that sticks about it is the pace of play. So, I, I was told that court. three groups were on the tee pretty early. Uh, probably, I don't know, uh, right after Scheffler and then went through, there were three groups on 14 tee walking up. So uh, someone on the ground. So yeah, it was a pace of play problem. Guys just kind of, you got like eight guys, nine guys waiting around the green, you know, just waiting on the below the green, on the green. Um, yeah, it was it was uh, kind of like a choke point, an unimpressive uh, hole, just quite honestly at the beginning of the day but it can change different pins things like that i thought it got better as some of the some guys started to fly it on and, and there was a risk reward now why why is 10 at riviera like still not terrible because there's a little bit of that strategy at play here of everybody just trying to hit it to the same sort of miss or the same sort so, of area there's no severity at the green the green that's what i figured Yep. Um, there's no like in tenant riv, like you don't want to be in the front bunker, right? Yep. Here, you know, really like anywhere you miss it short, you're fine. It's the green doesn't have like bite. It's not I think like the angular there's no angle to it. Yep. Um, it's just a square yep. that orients directly back to the T. It's just Frankly, a pretty shitty short par four. <laughs> All right. Well, guess what? Go ahead. Just because a hole is drivable doesn't mean it's interesting. It, yeah, it's kind of a facile thing to latch onto. It's like, oh, it, it, could see some excitement. That's cool. Could be exciting. I, um, I much preferred watching the long par threes play out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you could just slap those as fours, and you know, <laughs> you could have your drivable par four. Um, but they were way more interesting to watch play there's actually some it felt like some consequence to those shots um that's one of the things i i remember um i, I talked to andrew green at uh i was with him at Scioto last year and you know and i i put this in the newsletter um but one of the things i really appreciate about what he's doing is you know there's championship restorations a lot different than restoration if you were going to mm -hmm. do just a true restoration you put everything back the way it was right He's restoring with a tent with the, at these championship golf courses and something that these these architects intended for were guys to hit long irons or fairway woods into some of these par threes. And at every single big time Andrew Green re restoration that is intending on hosting a championship, 
whether it's Toyota, whether it's Inverness, whether it's uh, Congressional. And here, there are these par threes that like put long irons in guys' hands and they have to hit shots. Like, unlike a par five where you see most of these guys hitting long irons, I mean, Rory was hitting a long iron at a 615 yard par five par five today <laughs> but um it's insane it's just insane how far i mean it's insane these guys are hitting nine irons into 18 it's 487 uphill they're hitting nine irons in it's out of this world obviously the ball's rolling when it hits the grip but it's just insane i think um, what you're seeing though obviously is a leaderboard of, of t to green aces right and mid the long iron and long aces. irons yeah. long iron players uh, uh, like uh, peters connors obviously scheffler's been adam scott dj even though he hits you know two of them a year Ryan fox is a bomber it's either a bomber or long iron specialist and, and everybody's going to categorize bryson as a bomber but let's not forget he won at bay hill which is all about mid and long irons that's true Yep, uh, septic tank uh, leading the greens, leading the field in greens regulation, just can't putt to save his life. Apparently, uh, this, that's the squares difference. Um, uh, yeah, but you're seeing a leaderboard full. Hovland, obviously, another tee to green ace. Uh, so, so it's a leaderboard that's really rewarding those kind of skill sets. Um, yeah, it's been it was a good first day, really good first day. Uh, any other notes you want to get to? You want to do an ad read real quick? Yeah, let's do an ad read for our old friends. Back, there was never any doubt this would. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, what? Do you think Brian Harmon hit the green because he was so comfortable? (laughs) He was secure, comfy, uh, probably warm. Like this is a good time to break out that Peruvian Pima Cotton. It's not sweaty boy season, at least in Rochester. And he's in B Dratty. He's a B Dratty, whatever partner, ambassador, whatever the hell the term is. Um, uh, he. He was in his B dratty today, played well, hit the green at 14. I, I don't know if played well, maybe too strong. He played well <laughs> at that one hole. He's T19 through 14. So we're all right. We're in good shape. Uh, we're Listen. back with Dratty. Uh, obviously, the, you know, they've been our longest running partner. They've been with the fried egg really since your earliest days. Um, a great supporter of this podcast, the Summit Golf Brands, getting us, you know, doing various trips to Scotland, Augusta, all, all, all you know, through the years. They will be with us again next uh, this year, uh, next month at LACC. We got some stuff with them. Uh, so they're on again for uh, 2023. Hey, uh, you know what time it is of the year? Spring cl- cleaning time? Yeah. You know what it's a great time to do? What? I do that. I, I did this this spring. It was great. You know, spring's a little earlier Can't here. Wait to see where this is going. Yeah. I got rid of a lot of, uh, a lot of polos that had seen better days. Okay. I can't do now, that. They they shipped me a bunch of them. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I didn't pay for them. <laughs> but I got a bunch of new polos. I feel great about the closet because like stuff that was just sitting there that I wasn't going to wear because of the shape they were in. You know, I wasn't going to present myself in such fashion. And I present myself. I have pretty low standards for presenting myself. <laughs> but like this is a great time to do it. And we got a 30 percent off code to do it use so, the, the promo code tfe at checkout you get 30 percent off that's not an insignificant amount of money i was just testing it you know it quickly knocked off 36 dollars here 36 dollars there for a polo or whatever it is uh, i should suggest i should say though we spend our own money on dratty stuff quite a bit when we're out on the road like they do send us yeah. some free stuff but like when i'm in a pro shop or i'm you know i all the like dratty is my first choice 
I, and not because it's you know contractually I don't buy obligated. It. I don't buy. I tell pro shops I don't. I can't buy anything in here. There's no dratty. Yeah, yeah. So that we do spend our money. I I think these are the most comfortable polos. You know, you could get like sort of the uh, Peruvian Pima Cotton, the Liam, or you could start ramping up with the sports stuff for the uh, summer. You get the Dick Boxer. I, I cannot recommend that highly enough. Uh, they've got a lot of variety now between the sport, which they spent years on. I just like that we know the person whose name is on this. We know he's kind of walking around, Billy Dratty's walking around thinking about this. Every stitch, every appearance, every, you know, everything that goes into the product as opposed to some mass produced nonsense. Uh, so they have been a supporter of us for a long time. You can support them. Go to bdratty.com, use the promo code TFV. All right, 30% off on that. What other notes you got? Can I, while we're on the subject of attire, and clothing, I got this amusing tidbit from the ground, another friend of the program. You know, we had that recent talk about everybody wears their hoopy hat and their finest hat to uh, the masters, right? And then we got into various logo chat off that. This person said, this is a, a native upstate New Yorker, so he can speak. Western or upstate? Uh, whatever, Western, I think, Central Western. The Masters is where middle-aged dads wear their best seminal peach tree and a hoopy logo gear. Oak Hill and Rochester is where folks wear their best Buffalo Bills fits. <laughs> so I'd love to hear that. Like a pretty contrast in styles from the first major of the year. A lot of hats with the big capital letters on them, which he said, this person says they're a scourge. A lot of hats that just said the Hill, uh, shorthand apparently for Oak Hill. And I'll just say personally, I tweeted this this morning in jest. But it came to be more serious. The hoodie thing, like there's just too many of them. There's, we've reached peak hoodie. Everybody's in a hoodie. The, it's like we got to start phasing out. The majority of players were in hoodies. And I don't care that like you can wear a hoodie on a course. It's not offensive to me. I just think like it's too ubiquitous. There's nothing. Everybody's wearing a hoodie now. So that's why Adam Scott's doing what he's doing with his fat. <laughs> I know. I need somebody to come out in like a 1996 J. Crew roll neck or something. Switch it up. Get off the hoodie bandwagon. Uh, but yeah, Adam Scott looks atrocious in whatever that color combo is. Uh, I'm fine well, with though. it. <laughs> of course play you well. are. You DJ have low standards, now, like you just said. DJ. DJ's now tied for the lead. He's moved into the tie for the Hell lead. Yeah. This my is one and uh, pick and, uh, my, my pay, the pool I pay for. Hey, can we do a segment? Yeah. Who ate a garbage plate before their round today? <laughs> um, Rory, maybe, with the 22% whoop. He's got a great night's sleep, but horrible recovery. He's talking about his whoop recovery. I which, think that's, that's, that's a bad sign. You're looking at your whoop stats in the morning. I think that like you can kind of talk yourself into like it's sometimes better not to know, right? Like, is it self fulfilling oh, yeah. there? Like, it's like the same. I thing. think there's just in general there's a beautiful, um, you know, beautiful aspect of just uh, you know um, not knowing. Like, if anything, he's like, right? be like, oh, my skin temp was raised last night. Like, you're fine. Maybe you talk yourself. I'm not saying Rory did in this instance. I do sometimes. I have. It's like, just go. Go about your day. It's better not to know. Like, just, you know. You're setting the tone bad. You're expecting yeah, a bad right. day. Just be. Right. I think that I think that Rory needs to be a little bit more aloof when it comes to the early, early major start. Just be aloof. Be a be an idiot. I maintain you know, the same thing about the ring think, cameras, the doorbells. It's I'm better not to know. We were all fine before this. We're just making ourselves anxious. Go ahead. I'm convinced that if Rory 
just played the first nine holes of, of every major after a week off, his scores would be like five shots better <laughs> on average. If he just didn't play the week before, like if he just came in cold, Jason Day style without seeing a hole, without doing any, like just showed up. 10 minutes before his tee time, he could not play the first nine holes of major championships any worse. Last year might be a statistical aberration. Uh, he wasn't really good. He said so after the round. He was all but they locked in. miss. Uh, I don't know if he locked in. He was still missing like both. It was hard out the there. That th- yeah. I just yeah. think I think we I think it's easy to lose sight of how hard the golf course is, um, especially with how firm it is. Four under, like the guys that shoot four under, I mean, they could go out and hide, but it's it's really easy to shoot two over out there. And I think that's like very evident with the scores. Like nobody, you know, it's it's a hard, hard golf course. Yeah, him shooting 71, it was a really good round based on where he was hitting it and, and got a little that's momentum putting, from putting in off the green at uh, two. So if this, here's the thing. If this is his worst round of the tournament, he's going to be like, very much in the mix on the weekend. Like I, I, you can survive 71. The thing that was scary was like on the second hole until he rolled the putt in. Yeah. You're like miraculous putt. You're like, is he going to shoot 78? Yeah. I guess like that may be his worst round, but I, I, the way he was hitting it didn't give me a lot of confidence. Like he, he of course he can find that overnight and it just comes back. He's better. He just has not been hitting it. Well, uh, someone else who claimed they had like the great round, was Jordan Spieth. I know just the guy, non-star Spieth, said it was the best round of his life shooting three over. So, which he was scrambling well, quite a bit and obviously injured. This is just not a golf course for Jordan Spieth. <laughs> but he's, All right. That he was only three over was, I was shocked based on a lot of the predicaments Spieth, I saw him. Spieth heads need to, you know, need to pack up their bags, head out to LA, because I think that golf course fits his game a lot more than yeah. this one. Uh, what was your segment you wanted to do? I'm sorry. Who who ate a garbage plate? Oh, that's right. And I think it's very clear. Somebody might have had a, a second serving of garbage plate this morning. Who who do you like? Phil? John Rom. Woodland? Woodland was terrible. Again. John Rom. Um, I guess he held on enough. Who's your nominee? Did you not hear me say this? John Rom. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you at all. You said Rom? Oh. I've said I've said it like six times at this point. Maybe he was terrible. Sorry. Rom was bad. Yeah, he was bad. It's bad, bad. Uh, what are you, 16, 17, and 18? Just blew a tire. He opens with a birdie and then kind of blows a tire at his turn. I didn't hear you say Rom once. Now I'm concerned that our connection. I'm worried bad. too. I'm, um, I'm, I'm very, very worried now. I'm concerned. I'm concerned about your health. I'll have to check my whoop stats. Check your whoops. Skin temperature. Uh, Brooksy was middling. JT was middling. It was just a hard golf course. I don't know where the cut's going to be. We're not going to finish tonight, so we'll see what happens. They got NBA preview shows on already uh, on ESPN here. Uh, What else jumped out to you? Do you want to talk about Bryson? Like, he hits hits the pig man in the beans on an errant drive. Apparently yelled for, came over to apologize, check on everyone to make sure he's safe. I got to say, that's Crusher's culture. You know how they have heat culture? <laughs> Maybe Crushers are wearing off on Bryson. He's become a more, more kind of uh, sensitive type player, yelling for, checking on others. But it got DMCA'd, I, I assume, by Bryson's team was all over that, and they wiped that from the internet. The, uh, Pigman getting hit 
and nobody was hurt. We're not, you know, but it was just a great clip because nobody was hurt. And it's the big man getting hit by Bryson. I don't know why that needs to be removed from our consciousness or removed from the internet. So uh, Bryson looked good. I thought his quotes to Marty Smith were a little bizarre about his hard five years and getting through stuff. Made it sound like he couldn't find the center <laughs> of a club face since. When are his quotes ever normal? <laughs> that is I, true. Oh, he did. The only time his quotes are somewhat normal is if you ask him like a deep technical golf question. Somewhat normal. I don't know that I'd go full. That's normal. why I qualified yeah. as somewhat. <laughs> yeah. He apparently went on to say later in the. Media, he lost. I want to. I want to make sure. I think eighteen pounds in twenty four hours of what? water, or twenty four days. I hope it's twenty four days. Let me make sure. But you never know. Like I, you never know what he said. I, I want to confirm. Uh, eighteen pounds, twenty four days. Sorry, not twenty four hours. I could have been. I could have believed whatever. He's, eighteen pounds in twenty four days. A lot of water weight or something, according to Bryson. But he it looked, looked good. like he was carrying a bunch of water weight. <laughs> Uh, DJ with one of the, I mean, DJ Pihowski, one of the tweets of the day to me it was uh, said I was joking about how he put him he, he was like selling this narrative about how he's been going through so much and and it was overcame so much the last five uh, five years. And DJ goes, yeah, it's so hard just waterboarding myself with protein shakes, <laughs> which <laughs> was funny. Um, I don't know why. Like ESPN kind of bought that narrative and didn't put like, what are you talking about? You, you he was talking about his swing too. Like he hasn't been swinging it good for five years. So you won. You were number five in the world at the start of last year. You won the major less than three years ago. It was like he uh, copied it from Jason Day's post round uh, interview after Briar Nelson, who did had a five year drought, but he looked really good. It was fun having him back, right? It was. Fun. I mean, I don't know. Fun's too strong a word. It was interesting. To see him playing good golf in a yeah. highly competitive forum. Listen, I I mean, there's a lot of things about live that are you know, you, you disappointing. But like having him in the action is entertaining. I I enjoy Bryson being around and in the mix. Um, so how good was Scotty Scheffler? It's very good. He better be good given the time he takes. <laughs> He's going to fall in the Cantlay bucket here. I kind of get Cantlayed. I want to lay some blame at the feet of Ted Scott, too. I'm not here to, like, you know, crush him, but Ted Scott is not helping the situation. Ted Scott seems to be exacerbating the situation based on what I saw at the players. Uh, they just got to get a little faster. It's not the biggest, I mean, it's a deal. They're not the worst offenders, but uh, they got to get a little faster. He was great, though. He was, he was fabulous to watch, ball striking. Uh, his putter had been kind of cold, but. Uh, seemed to be improved at the Nelson. Uh, he was great to watch. Uh, playing with Brooks, who said we need to start stroking guys for slow play on Wednesday. That was after we recorded our preview, which I, I think like uh, Brooks can can intimidate his peers. I think a little bit or, or impact them with some of his actions and comments. And good on him for speaking out or continuing to push on it. Um, what else? Any other players jump out to you? Uh, favorite shot of the day was Corey Connor's second shot on six. That was <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. I think, you know, the, 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 this golf course's ability to put some bid and long irons into the hand is really in, into the hand of the players. is going to be the fun thing to watch. Um, I think like 
you know, that, that skill has been so obscured and, um, that's what I'm really excited to look at and er, to watch. And you see guys like, I mean, like we don't love Keegan Bradley, but the guy can straight up flush a golf ball. Victor Hovland. I think this is a really good spot for Victor Hovland. And, and I think we got to give him some props. Like this is three majors in a row where he's squarely in the mix. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I think he's becoming one of those players when, when things get tough, He's kind of one of the guys that rises. And, you know, I really, really hope Adam Scott continues to play well. I think I said this on the on the uh, preview show. He's now tied for first. He just bumped up. Um, oh, yeah. But gambling. Pod. Like, listen. Yeah. How about that? Deshambo and Scott, I hope you guys were. I hope you were cashing those <laughs> first round leader tickets. Yeah. <laughs> But what were you going to say about Anyways. Scott? You hope he keeps it up. <laughs> Sorry, or, I no, had to go, go into a gambling pod there. Uh, <laughs> I hope he plays. Um, I hope I just this is a guy I want to get a second major. I think his his legacy as a player will be shortchanged with one major championship. Yeah, I think that's a fair, fair. Uh, I don't know. Desire or, or wish. Um my favorite quote How about Eric Cole. What about him? T four. Oh, good for Eric Cole. Hey, was there a wave disparity? Do you think they cooked the books yeah. on the T sheet? I couldn't no, believe I how think, many. I think they want every all the like big names going early late, which we know is an advantage. And they can't do it obvious. Like there's DJ and others and can't land some others late, Phil. But like it felt like everybody you'd want late on like Saturday and Sunday playing was in the morning. Everybody, Scheffler, Rom, Rory, Spieth, just on and on, was playing in that morning wave. It felt like they were cooking the books there, pushing for, the, well, for that I early think, late. I think that's going to work against them. I was thinking about this. Is like this after this afternoon is about as good as it gets, right? It's like mid sixties, no wind, no wind. Um, this morning you at least had cold. That's a disadvantage, yeah. right? The ball was not going as far. Then you fast forward tomorrow. It's supposed to be breezy tomorrow. It's a big advantage when it's breezy to play in the morning because it's less breezy in the morning. So I think that's going to backfire on them. I think I think they more wanted the big names in Friday's telecast window. They wanted to get pick up like an effectively extra um, weekend day. One other note I had written down. One like late window too, obviously. So. Yeah, go ahead. ESPN golf coverage is such a joy. Yeah, it was great. It's really good. That walk and talk. Can I? Can I? I'll add to the that. T- the, and the, I feel like the commercial load is just so much less than what we go through. I don't know that's if it is. Fair. I mean, it's on streaming for the first whatever till one o'clock, so you that's minimal. Yeah, that's probably fair. It does feel lighter. I just feel like I saw so many more golf shots. While we're on the subject of ESPN, my quote of the day goes, I think it was Bob was choosing in the morning and they went to Jimmy Walker and I don't think he intended it this way, but they went to Jimmy Walker, like a Jimmy Walker, a PGA winner in his own right, which is kind of what you say when like you have to like refresh somebody's mind or kind of also allow the like he's actually not bad himself, right? Oh, he's a caddy. He's a good player in his own right. Or he's a, uh, you know, a, a podcaster he's a good player in his own right it was like they had to remind you and excuse, excuse like he's not a p- complete shit he's a pj winner in his own right you probably forgot about it you probably forgot it existed uh it was like excuse him excuse him for for winning kind of thing 
So uh, that was that really cracked me up. What else do you have? Anything? Any other notes before we try to get out of here with this? I just shelf life I want to I just want to point out again the the amazing thing about Eric Cole. Like less than a month ago, he was playing minor Eric, league events. Eric Cole. I just right. want to remind people All that right. he's down playing on the minor league tour like a month ago. And he finished runner-up at a PGA Tour event. He's keeping his card. He's been in designated events. The guy on his off week was playing minor league tour events. I don't. That's wa- amazing. That's it's really good. I don't want the first round score to be proof positive of the right or wrong decision, but people would run run to that. So I'm not going to tell you what it is. What did you make of Jason Day? Just deciding not to even go out on the course prior to his sixty time on Thursday. It was kind of overdone, I, but it was amusing nonetheless. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think there's, I think there is a beautiful, um, naive nature when you don't play practice round okay. somewhere okay. where, like, sometimes the easiest a course ever will be is the first time you play it because you literally don't know what to worry about. I right? think it varies some from course to course too, right? Some. I think it would have been very beneficial just to get a feel of the speed of the golf course. He shot that, 76. That that's where, you know, like you need to go out there just to adjust to speed of the golf course, like to get a feel of what it's going to, you know, the way a shot going into the greens going to release the way up where you have to land pitch shots, where, you know, the way you have to hit shots out of this gnarly rough, like you need to hit these shots yeah, in order to have a good feel of the course. And I'm not, you know, if he shot 68, I, I'm not going to condemn him. I just think that, you know, you, you need to get a feel for the golf course. You can't just go from TPC Craig Ranch, which <laughs> presents no difficult <laughs> question to Oak Hill. You're going to get punched in the face. That's uh, just like what happens. Yeah. Yeah. He played. With, I'll never forget. I played in. mammoth. I played mammoth dunes. Yeah. And I'm not this. I do not want this to be a humble brag, but I shot very many under par. Okay. And I walked off the golf course and I was like, I don't think I played well at all today. <laughs> but like mammoth dunes is very wide. Yeah. There's these punch bowls. But I had the sneaky suspicion, despite quite a good score on the scorecard. That it was not, I was not playing well. And the next day I went to, to Kingsley. I drove through the UP and there was a, a, like a ferocity to the golf course that I was not ready for because I was playing at a place where every shot funneled into the center the day before. And it gave me this false sense of security. And I got to, to Kingsley and I shot like 43 or 44 on the front nine. I, and it was just like I got absolutely punched in the mouth right out of the gate because I wasn't prepared for a course that actually like rejected away some poor shots. And um, and I feel like that's probably an apt comparison to going from Craig Ranch to Oak Hill <laughs> without playing a hole of golf in between. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna weigh in late with my who had a garbage plate, but it's kind of the reverse effect. I'm going with septic tank because he's two under seventeen. Like the septic tank is full, he's energized with garbage plates, and and that's that's kind of the the reverse impact it might have on others. 
it, it has on Sep. So he's two under. Did you like all the garbage plate content? No, it kind of got ESPN? overdone. I felt bad. I felt like ashamed that we talked about it so much when everybody else. It felt like we participated in the catnip of the week. But what are you going to do? <laughs> well, at least we were early on the catnip. Yes, we now were we're early. just adding to it. Yeah, we were early. It's just too. I think the garbage plate just is too fascinating of a uh, of a of a food for you to hang for an area to hang its hat on. <laughs> For me to to bypass well, i can't it's got a flashy it. name it's got an impactful name so that's where it goes uh i think that's it you have anything else you want to get off your chest any other notes uh about thursday no um, i'll just save them for Scrolling we're gonna be talking in yeah. no time we might have a couple guests here we'll have our, our our annual or i'm sorry daily podcast we'll have one friday night uh, Saturday, and then obviously the recap show on Sunday with a couple, hopefully, friends of the program dropping in and out. Uh, go to bdraddy.com, use the promo code TFE. Thanks to them for their support. Stock up as you come into spring, maybe Memorial Day weekend type stuff. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. Everyone enjoy your Thursday evenings.